Okay, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Good afternoon. First week of August. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We've completed those team summaries, so please make sure you go back and listen to those. We are forging forward with the football season. Teams are in camp. There's a lot of action going on as far as that goes in terms of opt-outs, and we'll get to all that stuff right now. But, uh, Wiz, I wanted to wish you a good Wednesday. How are you doing today? Yeah, same to you. Uh, doing well here, and uh, I think, you know, leagues need to start preparing uh, for some unexpected and uh, some some unforeseen things that, uh, you know, uh, that potentially could happen and, uh, and do the best prepare. So, you know, you want to prepare – of the season in terms of players, that that's fine. But you also, you know, have to have your league ready to go. And I think, you know, we're going to be able to help with that and talk about what our leagues are going to be doing and uh, and, um, and and some different ideas and thoughts. And then, uh, you know, people could piggyback off that. Or you know, uh, you're always welcome to welcome your own suggestions. You know, email your own suggestions what you're doing. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think getting ready for this league of what potentially could be, uh, you know, interesting to say the least is, uh, is important for leagues. And I know you're in some leagues uh, where you're having maybe some difficulty getting your other uh, league members fired up for the season. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a struggle right now. Maybe with all of the uncertainty, I think there, there, are, there are some naysayers that do not think we're going to be able to get football. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. And, you know, certainly there's a lot of news and, and moving parts on that. Uh, that that potentially is contributing to it, but but I think you have to have a level of preparedness um, if you're going to go into the season and, and figure out how you're going to do things because I think there are certain protocols you're going to need in place in your leagues in the event that we do get football that that you're going to need your league to kind of think about. So it's not a normal it's not a normal year of preparation. It's not a normal year of training camp. It's, it, and you know there are different requirements that that I think are necessary. Uh, and that you think are necessary as well to, to get the season you know moving along and and potentially deal with some of the uh, unforeseen occurrences that that will happen during the season this year. So so I'm worried. Yeah, I got guys that are more worried about playing golf and what they're doing on the beach and doing whatever the heck they're doing and and don't really want to talk about it. So I'm a little frustrated. I know you. You, you got our league together, our, our Pelham Parkway league together. We had a nice Zoom call on that, and, uh, you know, we're thinking about that. We want to help out with ideas that we have to think about. You know, there's, there's just, like I said, lots of moving moving parts. Yeah, I think um, I think that's about right. And, uh, you know, you want to... You want to be prepared as, as, as you know, as best as possible because, yeah, I speak to people and, like, you know, ask them how what's happening in their league and they say, yeah, they haven't had any, any talk yet, zero. And we're, we're, you know, not that far away from, you know, a little bit more than a month away from the start of the season. And uh, I think that's, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think that's the right way to go about, like, not even discussing it and thinking of the worst or having a – having a pessimistic view. I mean, I'm not taking that viewpoint. I'm taking this viewpoint that there will be football. And if there is football, um, then, you know, I'm going to be as prepared as possible. And I hope people that are listening are going to be prepared as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, on that note, so, and, and you know, Wiz and I will probably have to make some changes given some of the opt-outs that are going on and the potential impacts of, of that. But, but please go back and listen to those uh, 
those team summaries that we've completed, uh, it's on it's on the Guru, Guru and Wiz uh, homepages, uh, both on Spotify, iTunes, uh, and additionally SoundCloud. So so make sure you listen to that. Any suggestions you have, Guru and Wiz at uh, gmail.com uh, if you want to talk about anything. But, you know, we're preparing as if there's football. That's what those team summaries are there for. And, and today, you know, Wiz and I are going to talk about, you know, a few things that are on our mind, things that are happening in the league, and, and how we're thinking about, you know, what, what may become necessary this year in running a fantasy football league? Yeah, I, I think it's, it, for me, uh, there are three main areas. Uh, and then you can, you know, we'll, we'll talk about those and then, of course, talk about other things that, you know, you, you, you're preparing for and things that you're going to try or implement or, or just want to talk about. You know, the three things are... Uh, expanding rosters is one, uh, giving a little bit more flexibility to your rosters. And then last but not least, certainly not least, are going to be the transaction policies and <clears throat> how your league is going to run them. So we'll start with rosters. And I, I just feel this is a year where if your league has – 16 on a roster, you really may want to consider going to 18 or 20 and 18 going to 20 or maybe even 22 um, and really expanding the rosters just to have more players drafted and, you know, people will be in, in situations where in case something unfortunate happens come the weekend, they'll have more options to choose from. Uh, in terms of putting players in. So what's up with that? Where, where are you in, in a, as far as, like, expanding rosters? Do you think that is a no-brainer? Do you think, you know, it's something you consider or not so much? So, so I, I, I would say it's a no-brainer given that I expect and we expect, depending on how things shake out policy-wise in the league, that you're going to be dealing with positive cases and, and the ramifications of those po- uh, positive cases and then w- what that means for your fantasy football rosters. So so I like that. You know, the one pushback I think you'll get, you know, there, there are guys in leagues I'm in that are pretty persistent and very old school and very dogmatic and very parochial in their views. And you guys know who you are out there. I'm not going to mention names. But, you know, so I worry about those types because I think – this is a time for call, that calls for some flexibility. And to make the argument that, oh, that's going to thin out the waiver wires, uh, that's just a ridiculous comment. The waiver wire is plenty deep. And, you know, as a result of what's going on, because we're going to most definitely get positive cases, you're going to have more players opting out. We're already seeing it in basketball, by the way. You know, they're, they're managing, the, uh, you know, rest time a little bit. You know, guys are testing. I mean, baseball is a whole different story uh, in terms of what they're dealing with. But, you know, NFL rosters, they're on an NFL roster, to your point, they're going to have an expanded practice squad uh, team. And, and so they're thinking about it in that, in that way. So I think in fantasy football, you have to think about it as that, in that same respect. Yeah, I think that, yeah, that, that's right. I mean, I just think you have to have more options. Um, and players that were never, ever going to be probably considered viable free agents are now going to be viable free agents because I just predict, you know, that it's unlikely that it's going to be one player here or one player there. You may get into a situation where it could be a couple of 
position players on the same team, and therefore you're going to have to really delve into the free agent wire. So having more roster spots for your league, for each team, makes sense. And if the viewpoint is it's going to kill the free agent wire, um, <laughs> not this year. It's just not this year. And just to expand, what, what do you, so what do you think the right number is in terms of expanding? If you're in 16, would you go to 18? Would you go as far as 20? You know, like, are you talking about two a team or four a team? What do you have a numeric value in mind? Yeah, uh, right now I'm thinking about adding two roster spots in, in every league that I'm in. You know, the leagues that I have some control and some suggestion on that that's I mean we play in a league where we, we already have 24 on a roster so I don't think we have to worry about it in a league like that but a lot of my other leagues were playing with somewhere between uh, it's it's usually somewhere between 14 and 18 players and I think those numbers all have to go up by two by two that's my that's kind of my my thought process going into it I, I agree with that um, yeah I think you know we, you know, we're lucky we're in the deep league and this is not going to affect us. We have many options to choose from when you have 24 and you're starting 12, you know, your bench is, is pretty, is pretty large. And, um, and, you know, we'll, we'll get to the other ways of, of, of kind of like, uh, trying to resolve the potential, um, pitfalls that may happen this year. So moving on to, you know, not being, you know, more flexible in terms of rosters. I know you are leading the brigade to really go and take this to a new level, but, you know, let's start with just the, I guess, um, you know, just making it a little bit more flexible. So if you're in a league that has, you know, which is standard, I guess, at this point, one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end flex, kicker in defense. Do you think that maybe league should go from three receivers and one flex to two receivers and two flexes at a minimum? At a minimum, I would agree with that statement, yes. Adding more flexibility now, Tell us what you are, um, you plan on doing in one of the leagues that you're running. Yeah, so one of the leagues I'm, I'm running where we currently um, start a uh, quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, a flex, a kicker, and a defense. I am, uh, I'm, I am seriously considering in that league actually just going with one running back, one quarterback, one one receiver, one tight end, one kicker, one D, and then every other position is a flex spot. So in essence, playing with, you know, I don't know, as much as five flex guys because um, we already have an existing one. So that that's a pretty uh, – that's that's probably going to be a controversial one, and, and, and that's probably very extreme in nature. But I'm trying to prepare for the, for the, for the chance that, you know, guys are going to be a little bit, um, you know – under the gun in terms of if we think about bye weeks and, and things like that, where they're going to need, and, and maybe cases are rising and, and positivity is rising that you have to have as much flexibility as possible. And, and that, and that gives you some of that. 
well, there certainly is going to be a need for flexibility, like how drastic you want to try or you, what your league wants to do. <clears throat> it's certainly, uh, you know, on a case-by-case basis. But certainly this is the second, you know, that's the second aspect of it is, is, is flexibility within your starting lineup and, and roster as well. I don't know, like, if your league has, like, roster restrictions that you can't have more than this amount of, you know, position players. I think you should scrap that this year. That would be my my opinion on it. Um, Wiz, let me ask you another. Let me ask you another question as far as flexibility. Now, it, it's tough to do in a dynasty league, but you know, we, you we we brought this up on our call that we did, and and it's going to um, team kicker or team quarterback. Um, yeah, that's what I was just. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to bring up. So. Yeah, I mean, what's what's the view on team quarterback, team kicker? I guess, you know, you want to kind of like differentiate an injury versus a COVID-19 case because if you have a Justin Tucker as your Monday night kicker and you know, you're ready to go with Justin Tucker and, you know, he, he misses a tackle and gets hurt, you know, should you have the team kicker? I mean, should you do something differently than you've never done before with injury? Or should that be only the case if your Monday night kicker comes down with COVID-19 and you obviously don't have free agents to pick up at that point, then go to team kicker. I believe you should go to team kicker. I just think that you're probably going to need to differentiate an injury where you know you still get the, you still prove the kicking points no matter who comes in there versus a COVID nineteen case. What do you well you know what are your viewpoints on that? Yeah, I think it's got to be COVID. I think it's got to be COVID related because that's not fair in a situation where a running back goes down in the first quarter, for example, with an injury and and doesn't. And you know you don't have the luxury of having the backup to that running back. So, to me, it's COVID nineteen related. I think one of the things that we need to understand from the league, and I know Peter King, who's one of the better football writers out there, um, was talking about this. Was he thought that the NFL, not that the NFL's come out with this yet, was going to administer their last tests for game for for we for that week's games on Friday. And then the results would come out and know if a player was available to play or not. Now, that doesn't preclude someone from showing up at the stadium on Monday and and not feeling particularly well. I don't know. So I I think we want to see what the league protocol is going to be around testing uh, before a particular day's game. So I think it's one thing you're going to have to look at. But I'm I'm of the belief in in the example that you set out that, that it's got to be not an injury-related situation, like for the kicker. I think it's a COVID-related situation. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Yeah. So 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 they they they're gonna administer the test on Friday, and yeah, you know, I guess they have the ability to get the results within 48 hours. We're not at the point where you get like same day results or within minutes the results. So I guess that's gonna be the plan. Now, I am convinced that there has to be an incredible amount of transparency from the NFL about these COVID-19 cases and now you start getting into gambling the point spreads on the games draft kings the nfl is has wrapped their arms around gambling and draft kings they're in this marriage together so they have to be completely transparent so 
Will there be a COVID-19 list on Sunday announced the same way that the inactives, guys who are not playing at like 11.30 for the World Cup games are announced? Yeah, I think that's that's distinctly possible. There, there, there may there may have to be that, and then you make up you make the great point about about the the, the betting lines because that's a significant aspect here, um, and I don't know how that's going to go, and you know obviously as it relates to fantasy as well. So there are huge ramifications for that, and and yeah, there's now the only thing I don't know how HIPAA laws come into play here. Like, you, you know, I, I, I have no idea how that's supposed to work because there's supposed to be some, I mean, not, not in the NFL, but I think in the NFL, there's going to have to be a, a COVID list. And I, I, I don't know how they're going to get around that. I really just don't. I, I, don't, I don't know what Vegas is going to be doing about, like, I don't know if they're going to be allowing people to wager on games all week like they have always been. And, you know, you could, as soon as the lines are out, whatever, on Tuesday morning or whatever, you could bet. I mean, if you just think about the possibilities, all it would take is, let's say, you know, I'm just going to give a, just a, a random, random example here, but let's say, like, the Kansas City Chiefs are hosting the Ravens. And, uh, you know, the teams are relatively close in the home field advantage, and the, the, the point spread's probably going to be Kansas City, like four points, three and a half, four and a half, right around that area, three and a half to five, something like along those lines. And all it would take is for, like, somebody from the lab who's getting these results to know somebody, to, 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 to tip off that Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, or somebody along the lines of that caliber to their team and how it will reflect on the point spread, it has tested positive. In the, in the world we live in today of technology and gambling, it, it only takes 30 seconds for somebody to be able to get millions and millions and millions of dollars of wagering down on a point spread that is going to change by maybe five or six points within minutes as soon as the news comes out. So what in the world is going to happen as far as like Vegas and the point spreads and all of this stuff? Yeah, that's uh, it's an extremely complicated issue and, 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 and will need resolving. So I, I, look, I think the NFL, as we know, is probably thinking over all the circumstances. We know they're getting a... Uh, harbinger of potentially things to come by watching what's going on in, in, in the other leagues. So, you know, and I guess that kind of brings into a situation like, you know, what do we, what do you do on your roster? Do you actually have uh, COVID injury lists? Like in some leagues, there are injury designations. Does that have to be separate from a COVID list, for example? I think that's something that's got to be considered. And I think we, we've yeah, talked. We'll get to- right into that in a minute with the transaction policies and what we're going to do and. Um- what I would recommend for other leagues to do, but I would just want to just touch base lastly on the, uh, before we get to that, on the team quarterback. So are you in the same, uh, you know, mindset with that it should be team quarterback in the event of, you know, COVID only, not if your quarterback gets hurt? Yeah, I'd, I'd be in the same. I'd be in the same boat with that. You know, I think the only tricky thing is, and, and and is if you're in a league where it's a dynasty league, and I'll use this example. So Tyrod Taylor is a starting quarterback, and he's rostered, 
and Justin Herbert is the heir apparent, and someone's taken a chance on him in, in a dynasty league. So let's say start of the season, Sunday night game, Chargers, you know, are playing the Raiders. Um, we find out before the game that, that and there's no other quarterback left to be picked up, and Tyrod Taylor goes out um, with, with COVID, and, and Justin Herbert is the backup, and he's rostered somewhere else. So in, in that situation, how do you deal with a backup quarterback? I'm all for what you're suggesting, that it's COVID-related only. I'm just trying to figure out, in a dynasty-type league, I don't think you can implement this policy. I think that's a really tricky thing you got to figure out. In leagues where you're only drafting 24 quarterbacks and you're unlikely to have backup quarterbacks rostered, it's not really a significant issue. So is there a get-around on that? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah, I think I think a league where it's not dynasty league, and you know you're not going to have Fitzpatrick and Tua on two different teams drafted, and you're not going to, uh, you know, your example that you gave, Tyra Taylor and Herbert, and and, and it's, you know maybe another example here or there. Um, you know, if you're not in dynasty league, you know that's that's that, that that's that's no big deal just to go to a team quarterback, but it would get tricky if you know you have two different teams uh, and they own, you know, two of those quarterbacks separately, that, that, that could get tricky. So that kind of leads into the next point where I think all leagues at this point in some fashion have to have Sunday pickups. Um, and I could see, you know, we're going to Sunday pickets, pickups where it's like free for all, everybody. But I think I'm in the camp of having your pickups the way you run them all week, whether it's just Thursday and Saturday like we do, or some weeks run it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, Thursday, Friday, some weeks Wednesday and Friday, whatever it is. I think that should remain the same. And I think on some days, team should be allowed to make COVID-19 pickups and they should be able to do that within, you know, a few minutes or five minutes before the game starts. And that is not just for the one o'clock games on Sunday, the four o'clock games on Sunday, the Sunday night game and the Monday night game, because, you know, as, as much as transparent as, as the NFL wants to be, they may not, you know, I, I don't know if the information the Sunday night game and the Monday night game early on Sunday. So you, you can't put people in different situations just for the war o'clock games on Sunday versus the rest of the games on Sunday and Monday night as well. So I'm firmly in the camp of Sunday pickups, COVID-19 pickups, and allowing the league to be able to pick up players shortly before the start of all of the games on Sunday and Monday. Now, let me and ask you: Is that, that's that's only for player? That's only if a if, if a member of your league is impacted by COVID. In, in other words, if I'm playing you on 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 whatever a four o'clock game, okay, and I have I I have uh, Jarvis Landry as as a receiver, um, he goes out. And I don't have another receiver to play for whatever. We're in a bye week. I don't have another receiver to play. Do I? Am I just going in there and just be able to fill that in? Like, is it going to cost me anything? Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it? If you're so, in it, here's here, here's here's how I see it. One, 
you can only make a pickup if one of your players have COVID. Two, there has to be an unlimited COVID-19 list. If your league has an injured list, where you could put a few, few injured list moves for the whole year. That's one thing. But you have to have an unlimited COVID-19 list. You would put the guy on your COVID-19 list. You know, the, you know the, the site that you're using is not going to have a COVID-19 list set up where it'll allow to click on, put play on COVID-19 list. So you'll have to, in most cases, put them on an injured list. And the process would be the same. When the player appears in a box score and he plays, then you have to do something with the player. Otherwise, you could keep the player on your COVID-19 list. Unlimited amount of players could be put on there. So one, only if your player comes down with it. It can't be to put a bid in on a player to block somebody else from getting a player when none of your players don't have don't have COVID. So the first step is your player must have COVID. Two, it should be an unlimited COVID-19 list. Because if you put a numeric value on it, five, seven, that could be five in a week. We just don't know. So put a numeric value on it. So is there going to be a co- is there going to be a cost on that transaction though? Like so, if you're playing and, and the and the and the, and the, and the cost could be you know league voted on. Um, you know, I would say whatever the league minimum is to get a player in our league would be one dollar. If you can pick up a player and, you know, nobody else puts a bid on him, you get him for one, I would say the same thing holds to that. But if someone was to debate me and say, all of those moves should be free, I would listen to that. I, I wouldn't be against it. If somebody had some really strong points, why it should be free, or if somebody said it should be maybe double, you know, two, that, that to me is neither here or there. I, I, could, I could be swayed into any of those Answers free, minimum, or more than the minimum because it's a special pickup. That's for you know. That's a that's another debate. But the two things that I feel firmly about are one, your player has to have COVID, and two, it should be an unlimited list. So let me get your thoughts on all of that. Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's tough to have that be an extreme cost, and you can't go through a blind bidding process. So yeah, if your player is impacted, I like that. Uh, I like it. You know, if it's a $1 fee or whatever, that sounds very logical to me. I just don't think we can get into something where people have to bid for players. Yeah, your player has to be impacted by that. So I, 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 I totally agree with what you're saying there. You know, I guess the only tricky thing is if, you're, if two people are impacted, let's say you're, you and your opponent are both impacted and you both need a wide receiver, you know, who has dibs on, on who? Like, like, how does that work? Listen. So that's it's a, that's a great point and a great scenario. You know, it's a great point and a scenario that's very likely to come up. So let me let me let me just say this before I give my viewpoint on it is when you when you're going over this and when we hear us talking about this, don't let perfection become the enemy of the good. None of these ideas are going to be absolutely perfect where it's just wonderful and nobody's going to have any complaints. No, no, that's not going to be the case. Just the scenario you gave is going to provide some issues, but it's better than not making pickups. So in the event where 
You have Landry and I have Odell Beckham. Let's go with that one. And the wide receiver room got messed up with COVID-19. Then it would be first come, first serve. And whoever gets in with the first guy that they think is going to produce, we'd get that player. And then I would, you know, pick up the other guy if I wasn't as quick. So there's going to be have some drawbacks to it. But again, you just can't let perfection become the enemy of the good because there's no way anything that you're going to design for your league is going to be viewed as absolutely perfect by every guy in your league. But what we're suggesting and what we're going to do is rules ahead of not doing anything on Sunday. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, look at tricky circumstances and you just want to put everything out there on the table and make sure you, you know, communicate. Uh, do, do you have a different way of going? Nope. I, mean, do you, nope. I mean, you gave this scenario. Do you have a different, like, way how it can be resolved, that situation? No, I think it's, look, I think it's just, a, look, if I, let's say, let's say, uh, you know, I have the Jarvis Landry player and another guy's got Will Fuller, right? So we're looking at a scenario where, Let's say Kenny Stills is not rostered and Rashard Higgins is not uh, is not rostered. Who who who's going for who? I think it's I think you just you just gotta, whoever gets in yeah, there well, first. Then, you know, then you know you're talking about not only quickness but maybe some insight as well. I mean, you know, who do you think is going to step it up actually produce? So yeah, you know, listen, there there'll be drawbacks for people who feel whatever that you know they weren't paying attention. We're entering a, a a world that is unknown right now in some of these things, and and um, and and you have to kind of adjust on the fly and do what you think is in the best interest of your league. And I really feel that this is in the best interest of the league that um, that it, it gives everyone a much better opportunity not to be completely shorthanded on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think you know that kind of you know you're like the NFL's got to think about it as well because I, I you know I've been pretty staunch in my view that the NFL is going to have to go to some aspect of bubble to get this to work. Um, not traveling to the game, I, I even mentioned to you, you know, is there a chance that the current schedule that we look at um, actually gets revamped and gets regionalized, you know, as to reduce the amount of travel? I think I told you this that the Mets for these games and when they're going to Boston and they're going to Baltimore and Philly, they're taking buses only. They've really eliminated air traffic from it. And they have those buses in their possession constantly. So they're really eliminating, you know, the, the travel and the team and reducing that sort of thing. So is, is, you know, I don't know, is the NFL going to go to some kind of campus aspect of things during the week where, you know, I think the New Orleans Saints are doing this right now. They're, they've taken over a hotel in New Orleans and they're staying there during training camp. It's very difficult when, when families are involved and that's probably why you're seeing some of these opt-outs occur. You know, it's a very complex set of circumstances. So, but I think you pretty much think that the NFL schedule will stay the way it is. But, you know, there could be some changes around how, how, how team policies or league policies change around that. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, the, the NFL has in place a 16-game schedule, a 14-game schedule, and a 12-game schedule to move things back. If they, you know, if they had to or they have to adjust or they want to kind of try and do a bubble thing, you know, they, they, they have time to do that. Um, but there is just so many unknown variables coming to the season. It's tough to 
projecting and you know and and trying to counter and uh you know everything that that may that that may take place so uh that's you know those are the three things that I wanted to touch on as far as like you know expanding the rosters flexibility within the roster and then the transaction policies which are going to be a key key issue um for this season do you have anything else you want to touch on as far as preparation for leagues and things that you may consider or uh, you know try and get approved in your league for the upcoming year yes yeah, so I, I think the one thing you mentioned so in preparing like so normally i'm, I'm used to have I, I mostly do auction drafts okay so most of those drafts take place in person and i think you got to really start thinking about this now, i'm an advocate of none of those taking place indoors for obvious safety reasons and, and you know depending on the state that you, you're in there are different rules around that sort of thing. So I think you better start thinking about if you do have an auction league, are you going to do it outside somewhere? And obviously, if you have that situation, you're going to be dealing with weather, potential weather constraints. And they have to have the flexibility to be able to do these things online. I am a big advocate of the auction, and I think all leagues should be auctioned. But I know there's roto leagues that make things easier and they're faster and all this kind of stuff. And But I think you got to be thinking about what type of draft, where your draft's going to be, and how that's going to be set up. I think that's pretty important. Absolutely. Um, I don't know, like, how comfortable people would be to have, a, you know, an indoor draft, like you said, there are a lot of drafts to that, you know, do it in bars or restaurants. And, and I think that, that that's pretty challenging at this point. So I would say if you could have it in somebody's backyard or, you know, the, the space and air, I think that is the most conducive thing for, you know, to have a live in-person draft. But the fallback option of an online draft, whether it be auction or, you know, a snake draft is, is still there. And, you know, it's, 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 it's fairly easy, and it's not a bad, it's not a bad fallback option. Uh, so I know you've had some, you know, you have one draft in particular that's always done in a restaurant. Where, where's, what's that league looking like this year? Yeah, I think because there's a lot of people that are displaced this year. Um, you know, from uh, this is a league, a local, a local league that's usually done with uh, you know former coworkers, and most people are concentrated uh, you know in and around the the new york city area i think that's going to be more challenging i've got people in hershey pennsylvania i've got people in on on cape cod and as and and because they're displaced work-wise and they're working from home uh, we're going to be forced to most likely move to an online auction as a result of that and it's unfortunate i love seeing these guys i don't see them that frequently um but you know this is a strange year, and you have to make uh, changes uh, for what's right for uh, the the greater good, and that's kind of the the way we're heading this year, unfortunately. Yeah, well, look, like you said at the beginning here, in the first week of August. So as we get closer to the season, you know, we're gonna, you know, talk. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna come back to this, and you know, maybe expand on on this and 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 see where we're at and. Uh, and then we kind of reinforce some of these points about how we should be running and the transaction policies on Sunday, I think is the key to all of it. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll double back to this. There's no question about that, but uh, yeah, I think this is a, you know, a great talk and an interesting talk. And uh, it's something that I think if leagues aren't doing, they're, you know, falling short because if you decide at the last minute, that you decide to give your league a go and you're not preparing for this the whole way through, 
you could find yourself at the end really lost and having a difficult season once to get on the way if you don't put all of these precautions in place. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think the last thing I would add is is, is you – I, I can't implore this enough, but you have to you have to treat it like there's going to be a season. So you better be pen- paying attention to what's going on in these opt outs uh, and and veteran signings because it's very clear that that veterans are getting the leg up. And you know, I think there was an interesting signing this past week with Lashawn McCoy signing with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bay. Uh, which I think is yeah. an interesting one. Uh, you know, I'm reading here now that you know Miami that that has you know the what. what what this implications for, for fantasy. I think it has a number of implications. So Miami, you know, their first two receivers, for example, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, who who's, looks like he's going to be back from health. Uh, you know, they have Gasicki at tight end. And, and backing those two guys up were, 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 um, were Wilson, Albert Wilson, and Alan Hearns. Both of those receivers have now opted out. So, you know, now you got to be looking a little bit more at the Miami backup receivers, you know, who's receiver four and receiver five. And actually, I would argue that, you know, Gasicki's value is only going up on, on that team as being option number two slash three uh, in that offense. So, you know, you got to pay attention to things like that. There's stuff going on in the defensive side of the ball. Certainly the Patriots have been stricken. I'm just reading here, Wiz, today where Tredavion White is uh, from the Buffalo Bills. You know, this is a team that's expected to, to be the favorite in that division. He is, he is weighing a, a decision whether he should opt out or not. You know, look, and, and I don't really, I'm going to say this pretty strongly. People, I've seen people getting on guys' cases about opting out of the NFL season. People have no right to do that sort of stuff. These are personal circumstances. People are impacted in many different ways, whether it's a, a parent who's potentially sick that they live with or, 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 or a partner uh, or, or a wife who has a child who's just had a child. We have no right to, to make a comment on that. So disparaging comments about players opting out, you're not going to hear that on this podcast. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah. I don't pay, I don't pay any attention to that noise. I think that's, you know, that's just, that's just, that's ridiculous. But, um, but there's big news out there, right? Would you, would you agree that that sort of thing, you, you got to be looking at that. Like in your, you know, me giving you the news that no Alan Hearns, no, no, uh, no Albert Wilson. Now it, you know, that's, you know, we know we were thinking about Mike Kosicki who's going to kind of bounce up from that 10 to 20 yeah, range. Yeah, listen, there's a lot more, there's a lot more things going on than just how Clyde Edwards Hilaire is going to be the best player in fantasy football here. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a lot more stuff with the opt-outs than, than certainly just the biggest, biggest names or subtle things. And, uh, well, like you said, you have to be on top of it and pay attention to all of it. Otherwise, you are going to be completely lost. So I I, I agree with that. Uh, agree with um, agree agree with that point of paying attention to even the, the little things. And uh, I think the last thing I want to touch base on is uh, I think people should keep their eye out on the Antonio Brown situation because um, I think Green Bay is going to be a player in this. Uh, I know Seattle and the Ravens are the front runners, but I got a feeling that um, that that Green Bay could be a player in the Antonio Brown sweepstakes. So we'll have to we'll have to see how that one plays out. Yeah, and they just lost uh, uh, Devin Funchess, right? So it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting suggestion there, and they don't really have that type of player on that offense. It's a bunch of bunch of six three six four guys running down the field in Green Bay. So I don't know. That's a very interesting one, though. I uh, 
I, I love that sort of stuff. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap it up there, and we'll we'll be coming to you with a lot more stuff over the next couple of weeks. Um, and we, we wish everybody, we hope everybody that's in the Northeast and along the Atlantic coast is, is staying safe. We know a couple of people that have lost their power. It was a crazy uh, tropical storm. But uh, Guru and the Wiz, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, um, make sure you subscribe to those so you're getting them. And again, don't hesitate to drop us an email. Wiz, thank you very much for all that insight today. Got it. Good job. Talk soon.